Welcome to Fluent and Bravo. I'm your host and Bravo superfan, Angela Carlson. Join me every week to recap various shows from the Bravoverse and deep dives into pop culture and entertainment news. Now let's get to it. Hello again, and welcome to Fluent in Bravo. I just figured that, you know, I'm already recapping Royal Housewives of Orange County season one, going back to the beginning, 2006. But I also wanted to recap this season of Vanderpump Rules season 11, Notes of a Scandaball. And can we all just collectively agree that we are over Scandaball as fans? We're done. We're over. I understand that this episode served the purpose of being a bridge between season 10 and season 11. But unfortunately, all of the cast members have social media that they just post on like crazy. They all have podcasts that they talk about everything like crazy. They're constantly doing interviews. It's we know everything that's going to happen, which is kind of for the fans. It's kind of sucks. We want we want some juice. We want some tea. But juice. I don't even know if that's a thing, but we want tea. We do want our hot tea. We want it messy. But yeah, we're over Scandaball. But I get that this only happened. They started filming, I think, season 11, three months after Scandaball happened. So here we go. Peacock description of this episode is Ariana tries to rebuild her life after Tom's infidelity and Tom tries to make peace with his friends. I thought it was Tom Sandoval needs to make peace with his friends, but it's actually Schwartz. So they should have used Schwartz as needed to make peace with his friends because that is what this episode is all about we don't even see sandoval spoiler alert we skip right to the new opening we have katie and ariana in something about her their sandwich shop which still i believe has not opened yet because i think they had like issues with the permits and city code something like that allegedly i don't know i was too lazy to do research on that then we flash to tom tom with tom schwartz and tom sandoval and then to sir with james lala and sheena and then we got Lisa. Lisa Vanderpump. I understand that this show was probably her idea, that she was probably, I think she still is some sort of producer on it. We don't need Lisa. We just don't. These women that are in their 40s, in their late 30s and early 40s now, don't need to go to her for advice. They know what to do. It's it's silly. I mean, I get it worked when they were all servers in their 20s. It made sense to be like, hey, Lisa, I want to take some time off okay yeah you usually go to your boss for time off um but yeah that's just i'm sure we're getting one lisa scene an episode where someone confides in her about something we open in all of the cast members all of our subjects houses homes environments first we go to valley village at tom and ariana's house it shows ariana just a ton of birthday happy birthday bouquets there's a note that says hashtag team ariana and she's greeting her animals and she's making her coffee she's like well make my own coffee now it's like girl we all make our own coffee if that's that's your one gripe about being single it's okay plus i make the best cup of coffee for me i don't want anyone else making my coffee it's a sweet gesture she does pull out this like cinnamon stick thing to top off her coffee with like a little heart and i looked it up online um, also, didn't do any research on if something about her is actually open. I'm just assuming it's still not. But I did do research on this cinnamon stick, and it is $7.99 on Amazon if anyone is interested. Then we moved to Sheena and Brock's house, um, or sorry, their apartment in Marina Del Rey. They're having a lovely little family moment with their daughter, Summer Moon. Then we flash over to James and Allie's new house in Burbank. They're just having a very cute couple moment. The first time that you buy a house, if you're lucky enough to buy a house, this economy housing market 
Um, but they're having a very cute moment. They're like, how can you believe this place is ours? They then show one Southwest airplane. They just keep showing the Southwest airplane throughout the whole show. The editors are definitely trying to have like a funny bit about how they have this new house, but it's right by the airport. So they keep showing this one Southwest flight over and over and over again. It's like, okay, we get it. They live by the airport. It's kind of fun. It's kind of, it's not even funny because I didn't laugh out loud. It's amusing. It's a little, it's a little amusing, but I will say this. So we live near train tracks and when we do have people stay with us, they always say, how can you live here? I heard the trains all night or I hear the trains all day. How can you live here? You really do zone it out after a while. I don't even really notice the trains. I still sleep through the night. It's, it's very rare that I'm like, oh man, a train woke me up. It just doesn't happen. So they'll be fine. They'll live. They got a pool. It's fine. You can tolerate a lot of crap with the pool in your house. We then moved to Tom Schwartz's apartment in Valley Village. He has become a crazy plant daddy. There's plants everywhere. You can barely even see him. He's watering them. He's giving them a little pep talk. I mean, Schwartz is just adorable. He just is. He's a character. He is a He's a great person for this show because he's a character. Now that everyone gets introduced in their living spaces, we have Katie visiting Ariana. Katie mentions all the flowers. She's like, oh my gosh, every time I come over here, it's like I'm in a florist. Ariana says, oh, they're birthday flowers this time, obviously, referring to the last time she got flowers was when Scandaball happened. Then these sweet ladies mention how they're going to go thrift for cute teacups for the sandwich shop and that it's coming along. Katie mentions, you know, they have a chef consultant now, COO, a designer, the menu, and the words of Sheena's infamous tattoo, it's all happening. Katie mentions how quiet the house is and Ariana lets her know that Sandoval is actually not there. He's filming in New Zealand for some competition show, which we know is Special Forces. I tried to watch a few episodes, you guys. I don't really get into it. It wasn't my thing. Um, but if you are interested, that's the show that she was referring to, if you're interested. They then show Ariana confessional saying that three months ago when Tom blew up their lives, she wasn't prepared to move. So her and Tom just have separate bedrooms. You know, it's a pretty big house. So they each have their own rooms. They show Tom's room. It looks very dormish. It looks like he doesn't live there. It looks like it's a crash pad almost. And then they show Ariana's room also looks like she can't live there because it looks like she can't even walk on the floors. I'll tell you what, Ariana made me feel a lot better about my house. That room was packed to the max. Clothes, crap, everything. She then shares with the cameras that she does not communicate with Tom, but she does communicate with Tom's assistant, Anne. They then show text bubbles. Ariana's text to Tom's assistant, please tell him to turn off the LED lights at night. It's annoying the neighbors. And then Tom's assistant back to Ariana. He says they fall under freedom of speech. I mean, it's, it's funny. It's funny. Ariana then vents to Katie that Tom actually wants to buy her out of the house, but Ariana isn't open to that. You can just tell Ariana's still very scorned, very angry, because sometimes when you hurt so bad, the anger really is the primary emotion, but the hurt is the one that's that's the driving force. But anger also protects a lot of us, too, when we go through crappy times or, or crappy people. Um, it definitely, I know I've, I've leaned on anger more than hurt sometimes because it just makes things easier, especially in a relationship that's that long. Um, yeah, she just says that Tom wants to buy her out of the house, but she's like, no, no, you're not buying me out of this house. I, why should I be the one that moves? Um, Katie basically says, Hey, if he has that kind of money, why can't he go somewhere else? Why can't he buy another house? I don't know. 
if Tom and Raquel were hooking up in that house, I don't think if I was Ariana, I'd be like, I'll take the money and run. I don't want to be here. It has memories with you and her probably in it. You guys are probably hooking up here. I, I don't know. If I was Ariana, that that's what I would do. But she's she's staying for now. She also mentions that Tom and Raquel have been communicating and that she even sent a postcard from um, the facility. I think it was from the facility that she was at from Arizona with lightning bolts all over it. She's like in a new chick. Yeah, she revealed that, I think, on Watch What Happened Live. So a lot of this stuff we already knew. But one thing I did not know is she did tell Katie that, you know, Tom has an assistant. And one of the first things he had her do was glue together the penis flute that her friend broke at the end of season 10. And that, can you imagine, one of your job? you go, you, you shower, pack your lunch, you get in your nice professional work clothes, you get to your job and your boss says, hey, I really, really need you to glue this penis flute back together. I have a feeling that this chick no longer works for him <laughs> and got on indeed the next day. Wow. Back to James and Allie and what looks like they already started a million home projects because that's what you do when you buy a house. You just get so excited. You want to start everything. James and Allie start talking about having a pool party, which then turns into James venting about how Sandoval stopped inviting him to his parties and how hurt he was that Sandoval hooked up with his ex-fiance. We really do forget that James was also a victim in this whole thing. I mean, that's really messed up that one of your best friends goes behind your back and has an affair granted you're not with her anymore but still it's just it's just gross the incestuousness of it all with this group oh yeah we're getting interrupted with the same southwest plane like a million times they're just the editors just think this is the funniest thing in the world like oh let's start a conversation and then we're gonna show this one southwest plane flying over get a new bit um yeah so basically Allie just says hey to james is there any way that you and sandoval can ever be friends and James says, honestly, I don't even know this person anymore. I saw, you know, we saw clips of his concerts online, which I think we all did when we were following Scandival, because I think right after this hit, he went on like some sort of multi-city tour with his band and the clips went viral. And it's, again, it's all stuff that we've seen. Back to Sheena and Brock, who just put Summer Moon down for a nap. They talk about how they reached out um, when one of Sandoval's close friends passed away unexpectedly. Brock reached out and heard nothing. Sheena wrote in a text, it said, Tom, I don't even have words right now. I just want you to know that we are all sending you our love and condolences. Please reach out if you need us. I want to make sure you are okay. She didn't hear anything. So she sent him another message, which was undelivered. And then she figured that, you know, he blocked her. She then looked on Instagram. He blocked her on Instagram. He uh, blocked her podcast shenanigans on Instagram. She's got she's to gotta bring up her podcast. She can never just say my podcast. She's got to say my podcast shenanigans, which, hey, you know, promote that girl. If that pays the bills, go for it. Um, she then mentions that Sandoval blocked her sister and her toddler Summer Moon's Instagram page. Can we just have a second? Why are these people setting up Instagram pages for babies? And why are people following Instagram pages for babies that are not even related to them? That is weird. Yeah, don't do that. That's creepy. That is creepy. Um, Summer Moon, so again, did some research. She has 143,000 followers. No, her followers should be no one because she shouldn't even be on Instagram yet. And I don't know, because I think Jax and Brittany, when they had their kid, they set up an Instagram for their baby too. I don't know if they ever followed through with it, but I thought that was so weird that all of the Vanderpump people were setting up Instagrams for their babies. 
like to monetize them having a child. Here's the thing. We just need laws. We just need laws that say, hey, if you're going to put your kid online and you're going to make money from it, then it needs to go to them. And I'm not saying that it doesn't go to them from Sheena and Brock. I'm just saying there's uh, I, I could just go into this like a tailspin on these family influencers and, and pe- especially people that put their babies and their kids and they put them in swimsuits and they put them in. You know, it's like there are creepers online, y'all. I mean, there's ways to save kids images. Please, please, please. Just if you're going to put your kids online, rethink it. Just just take a moment and go. Do I want a strange 45 year old man in Iowa saving this picture on his computer? Then maybe you might go. Mm, yeah, no. I don't like that idea. It creeps me out. Well, let's take my kids offline. So I think it was meant to be like a funny moment again, like, he blocked my kid. That's so weird. She's adorable. In reality, it was me going, why is your kid out there with 143,000 followers? That is weird. Brock asked about if he'd heard any, if she had heard anything from Mikel. Sheena says that she was in a facility for 45 days and then she extended it for another 30. Then they then make a joke about worms with because Brock's like oh it's a can of worms and she's like where's the mustache is that <laughs> oh my god again with the scandal jokes it's it's just we're over we're so over it we've moved on Ugh. we then moved to Westwood at Lala's apartment she's wearing her Senator merch again that she made a freaking fortune off of with scandal she did that infamous line where she's like well I paid for the down payment of my house which <laughs> the down payment of a house is very expensive so but, you know, you do you, girl. Lala shares that her brother Easton lives close. He actually lives in the same apartment complex as her and that her mom actually uprooted her life from Utah to move in with Lala and help raise her daughter, Ocean. Lala then starts getting emotional about her custody battle with Randall. I think we were meant to hear about this more in season 10, but because Scandal broke, like, as soon as the season started airing, I think the editors pivoted away from that and into basically leans into any scene with Tom, Raquel, Tom, Raquel, Ariana, Ariana, and Raquel. So I think that's kind of what happened. And I apologize. If she's going by Rachel now, I apologize. They refer to her as Raquel in this episode. So that's what I am going to call her. Um, But I might call her Rachel too. I might mess up a little bit. So I do apologize if that offends anyone. Um, But I, I just, it's confusing. She is fighting for full legal of Ocean and Randall is pushing back on it. And you can just tell that she's extremely stressed out about it. She just, all she says is she doesn't even care about Vanderpump rules because she says Randall, Randall's concern that if Lala has full custody is she's going to put Ocean on Vanderpump rules. And Lala basically like, I don't give a flip about Vanderpump rules. I just want to be the decision maker for her health and her education. And it sounds like maybe they might be coming close to a custody agreement from that because it sounds like that was Randall's one concern. And she's like, I won't put an Vanderpump. about. Um, she does say that she cries all the time and questions everyone. And then she even says to her mom that she's even questioning Ariana's new boyfriend, who we see a flash of a picture of and wonders what his motive is. I just love the realness of Lala and her mom. This, these are the we don't need we don't need Lala and Lisa Vanderpump, which you're going to get later on. We need Lala and her mom. Like that's. That's the only person that we need. And isn't her mom, I think her mom's name is Lisa, isn't it? Her mom's name's Lisa, right? Let me look through my notes. (laughs) Yes, her mom's name is Lisa. So let's get rid of Vanderpump and let's just keep Lala's mom Lisa so it actually seems organic. So next time Lala needs advice, she goes to her mom Lisa and not Lisa Vanderpump. Next up, we move to our first evening scene at a restaurant called Wood and Water where James meets up with Schwartz. 
I'm not a huge James fan, but he looked hot in the scene. He had his glasses on. He had like a button-down collared shirt. He looked he looked very, very nice. Schwartz brings James a housewarming gift, a plant, and a candle. Of course, he brings him a plant. Schwartz is wearing a hat that says Schwartz and Sandy's, and he says it's the first time that he actually had the guts to wear it in public because he was so afraid of wearing it before and people yelling at him. Schwartz then says that the business of Schwartz and Sandy's had suffered. You know, he goes, I really fought Tom Sandoval on naming it this. I didn't want our names to be in it. But now it's suffered because of that, even though I really don't think it was the names. I think the fact that it was featured on the business and that was their newest bar and people could look up where to go to see Sanderball. Schwartz says the business has suffered, you know, reservations are down, he can't keep staff and people would come in and harass them and the staff like all the time when Sanderball initially broke, which is horrible. Why, are, why would you do that? Why would you take time out of your precious day to make someone, especially like the employees, they did nothing. And also these people, you know, why just go eat there. Just go eat there and go, I went to Schwartz and Sandy's because of Scannerball. And don't harass people. That's crazy. Schwartz then admits, you know, here's the thing is he he says people don't realize what a crappy year he was having on his own before Scannerball happened. His brother was having health issues, which we know his brother was not only having health issues. His brother was having the health issue of battling cancer. You can't get worse than that. He had, you know, the stress of opening up the bar. Of course, that comes with a lot of financial stress. And of course, he had his divorce from Katie. They were together for over a decade and he had that as well. So he just goes, you know, the Scandal thing was just like the cherry, radiation cherry on top of a, you know, really shitty year. And I get, and I get that. He felt very isolated from the group. And then they start to talk about, you know, the waiter comes over and they order another drink and then uh, James orders an espresso. And then they talk about how, once again, he is sober. But this time it was not Allie's decision. It was his. But he does still smoke weed every day. The California sober thing is very uh, popular. Schwartz says Ariana still hasn't spoken to him. And Schwartz asks if the girls are coming to James set at TomTom tomorrow. All right, here we go. We got a little mess happening now. I like this. We're, we're brewing the mess. James then says, yeah, I invited all of them. So we now know that Schwartz, because it's a TomTom, Schwartz is going to be there the girls are going to be there, including Ariana. So they're going to have to have some sort of interaction. Schwartz does say, hey, I don't want to make Ariana uncomfortable. Should I even say hi? Which I thought was very sweet of Schwartz. And James then does give some good advice that just says, hey, don't ignore, just say a quick hello and just consider tomorrow a fresh start, which is true. They're, they're starting to film the show. They have to interact or else it's not fun for the viewers. Next, we're at Century Plaza with Ariana and Sheena for a spa day and a couple's massage. They're making small talk. Ariana talks about the sandwich shop progress. And then they show them thrifting. And I, as an elder millennial, I want to see thrift stores content. But apparently they did film it. They just didn't show us it. Maybe they thought that us Vanderpump Rules people wouldn't want to watch thrift stores and teacups. I want to watch thrift stores and teacups. That could be a great spinoff. Sheena talks about potty training. I'm sorry. Like, this is the this is the problem with this show. These people are growing up. They're growing up. I don't. We want to see adults crapping their pants from a night of drinking. We do not want to talk about potty training their children. I'm just, uh. We then moved to talking about Ariana's new boyfriend, Dan. So she explains that she met Dan less than two weeks after Scandal broke. He lives in New York. He is a personal trainer. He is a bartender. So they're doing the long distance thing. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe she jumped. I didn't realize it was that soon. 
she jumped into another like relationship, even though it was probably just talking at first. And I will give it the the benefit of the doubt that things were probably bad with her and Sandoval for a while. They were drifting apart. Also, I like the fact that this Dan lives on the other side of the country. So things cannot escalate as fast as they would normally if he was living in the same town. So actually, it's her life. It's her life. I think it's really fast. Sheena thinks it's really fast, but she's being a supportive friend. And she also says that she doesn't think Ariana has fully processed what has happened. But Dan seems like a nice guy, which I agree with. Sheena and Ariana then have a very nice talk about Sheena's mental health, which I thought was incredibly brave of Sheena to talk about and how she recently started taking Zoloft and how it makes her feel mentally stronger. She said that she was diagnosed with OCD prior to Scandaval, but it wasn't until the news of the affair broke mixed in with just her regular anxiety that she deals with. I shouldn't say regular anxiety sucks too, because I have anxiety all the time. But she said between the OCD, the anxiety and Scandaval, she just started spinning. She just started going, oh my gosh, what's if if Scandaval, if Scandaval is capable of this, what's Rob capable of type of thing. So she just has been on this medication that seems to be helping, which is great. She then asks about Ariana and Schwartz. Ariana has him blocked, she says. She did have him blocked. And then she saw him on an episode of Watch What Happens Live after the affair, which again, if you're a super fan of Vanderpump Rules, we all saw this Watch What Happened Live train wreck of an interview with Schwartz, where Andy kept asking questions and instead just answering like with a quick yes, no, or we're working on it, or I feel bad for him, but for Ariana, he just kept talking and not stopping and, and just digging a bigger hole for himself because he was telling the audience, the world, and Andy, hey, if you see Sandoval, give him a hug, which of course is completely just, wow, wow. talk about just being completely blinded by what is the audience response of what happens. So then she got pissed about his hug comment on Watch What Happens Live. She unblocked him to send him a text, and then she blocked him again. She says she doesn't remember the text being that bad. Schwartz reads it and laughs. Again, you have to admit, Schwartz is super, super likable. The text reads, uh, F you, blocking your number, go choke on Sandoval's dirty ass dick some more. <laughs> and he starts laughing. So Ariana doesn't see a friendship with Schwartz in the future. And there you go. Back to James and Allie and the one Southwest airplane that the editors seem to think is so, so funny. They're getting ready for Tom Tom. Lala and Sheena are getting ready. Ariana's getting ready. She's FaceTiming her new boyfriend, Dan. She vents that she's really, really nervous about going to Tom Tom tonight because this will be the first time that she's been there since she discovered the affair on Tom's phone. Ooh. So she's kind of didn't want to go, but then she's like, why? It's time to create new memories. Now we get the awesome arrivals. All of them look fabulous. James and Allie arrive at TomTom Tom first. Then Lisa shows up. Lisa, our Lisa Vanderbump shows up. Schwartz, Sheena, Lala show up. Then Katie and Ariana. Also, I always love when I see them out in public because I always look at the people around them. Because I would be someone that would be grabbing my freaking phone and I would be videoing it. I'd be having my face in it like we're taking a selfie, even though they're oblivious to being there. And I saw a few phones, but some of the people were just kind of acting like nothing was around. And I don't know if they knew because they were filming and they wanted their face shown like, hey, you got to sign these papers and you got to pretend like you're just out for a night on the town. But I definitely did see people looking and gawking at them and their phones were out. And I appreciate those people. They all sit down. And of course, Ariana does say, hey, oh my gosh, this is the exact like table seat that I was at the night I found out the, about the affair. 
Um, but she does turn the seat around and she doesn't move. So she's kind of like shocked at how much this is really affecting her. Schwartz comes over and asks what they want to drink. It's a super awkward, cringy scene. Um, he says hi to Ariana, but she just ignores him. She kind of is just doing that. She gets, um, yeah, just super emotional about being there. And then the editors do this cool, I shouldn't say cool because it's sad, but they do a good job about flashing back to all the times that Ariana was supportive of Tom um, and then opening up at the restaurant and how Tom was actually supportive of her too. They really did have a love for each other and they really did have a lovely relationship for many, many years. So it's okay for Ariana to be sad, but right now she's just angry. Lala takes Lisa Vanderpump aside. She's like, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? Lala confides in Lisa that she's having second thoughts about Raquel and after watching the show and some of the things Raquel said in her confessional, she would relate to that with her situation with Randall. So I don't exactly know. I think she's just saying, hey, I'm going to reach out to Raquel. And Lisa's like, okay, well, do what you want. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why Lisa's there. <laughs> but I understand she's got to be there for some for her to talk. Because obviously Lala can't go to Ariana and say, I think I'm reaching out to Raquel. Katie and Sheena talk about moving forward with their friendship since it was in a super rocky place last year. They have on they plan on having a intimate girls' night the following night. Lala then steps out to the back of Tom Tom. It's not as iconic as the Sir Alley, but it will do. Lala then does a voice note to Raquel. I'm assuming via Instagram, I think. Because I think Raquel, again, we already know about this. I think Raquel did state that Lala reached out to her at some point on Instagram. So this must be what she was referring to. So Lala does the voice note of, Hey, Raquel, I'm sure I'm the last person you expected to hear from. I hope that you're doing okay. I don't know if you're back in LA or not. I would like to have a conversation with you at some point if you are open to that. All right, I hope to talk to you soon. They then show clips of the women dancing throughout the night, mixed in with clips of Scandal Fallout. The editors are doing some great work. Back to Tom Schwartz's apartment. Katie is there to pick up the dogs because, you know, they share joint custody. And Tom asks if... (laughs) He asked if if she wants to hang there for a second. And you can just tell she's like, I got to get this paycheck. They got to get footage of this scene. Obviously, this scene is important. So we can get the scene done before I go meet the girls later tonight. But she says, he goes, do you, do you, sorry. He goes, do you want to, do you want to um, chill for a second? And she does this. Sure. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. I probably rewound that about four times in a row. Sure. She just does not want to be there at all, but she's like, I have to shoot this scene with him. They basically navigate their way like a safari through all the plants to the couch. And Schwartz is then venting about how Ariana isn't open to a relationship. You can just tell that Katie's just like over it. She's like, okay, well, let me try talking to her. Okay, okay, okay. We then go to the den that night. Katie, Ariana, Lala, and Sheena are having a girls' night out. Katie does bring up that she was at Schwartz's earlier and he misses his friendship with Ariana where she is once again just an ice queen, like police line, do not cross. Lala then has really good insight about Schwartz and their Sandoval dynamics and how controlling Sandoval can be. And Ariana's like, hey, I know. I wanted to be friends with Katie forever. And Sandoval kept saying, hey, no, don't trust her. Or, okay, you can, but just be careful. And she said it wasn't until scandal broke and he was out of her life that they became really really close lala then she starts to get kind of emotional here because she even says she goes i she can't tell if ariana likes her genuinely likes her genuinely likes her or is just tolerating her you know and then she gets really really emotional so her and ariana have this moment ariana's like oh my god of course i like you i like you and they have a hug and it's a very sweet moment 
But then Lala does say, hey, now that we have this sweet moment, just so you know, I sent Raquel. I reached out to Raquel. Um, I saw that footage. Well, I don't think she really sent the footage, but she's like, I did see the spot where she said, hey, if I leave Sandoval, I have nobody. And Lala got that. But then Lala started talking about the her and Randall situation. And Katie started talking about, oh, by the way, the scene too, where Lala says she reaches out to Raquel. They show this scene of Katie's reaction eating fries that is the best. So rewind it just for that because it's so, so funny. Katie's just cracking me up with the sure and the eating of the fries. This scene it's she's sending me. Um, but she does. Lala starts comparing the situation with her with Randall and Katie's like, hey, that's not fair because this is a totally different situation with Ariana. And this is a totally different situation with Sandoval, which it is, in my opinion, a law situation is a lot more serious because there is a child involved. There is custody involved. And I feel so, so bad for Lala. But yeah, she should be like, okay, this is Ariana's experience with Tom. And I, as far as I know, I don't think Randall cheated on her with a best friend. It sounds like he definitely was, there was lots of other women. Um, but yes, it is different. But then, then we have one of my favorite parts where Sheena makes it all about her once again, she basically starts saying, hey, I was a victim of, of Scandaball too. And I was ride or die for Raquel. So we have Sheena making it kind of all about her. Listen, and I know that Raquel gave her a restraining order too, but it's not like, you know, she still has a home with her man and her partner and they're still in a very loving relationship. It, yeah, it's not the same too, Sheena. But yes, the restraint. Yeah, when you get lawyers involved, yes, I'm. That sucks. Ariana then calls Lala a hypocrite in a confessional, not to her face, but she does say, "Hey, you know, I find it really funny that Lala is reaching out to Raquel when a year ago, which Ariana has a good point, a year ago, Lala was basically saying, "Hey, if you even talk to Randall, look at Randall, anything, you're cut off from me." And I, I, <laughs> I totally agree with Ariana there. Basically, they had this very, very sweet bonding moment. At the end, there's some resolution. They're like, hey, this is really fun. Let's do this again. And and it's it was sweet seeing the four of them kind of have these nice open conversations and let's wrap up Scandaball. Like, I feel like, okay, let's wrap it up and let's move on. Let's see more of Lala and her mom and talking about that. Let's see, you know, Katie and Ariana open up the sandwich shop and Ariana's new boyfriend, Dan. Let's see Sheena take down Summer Moon's Instagram account because that's weird. And it it just is this nice little thing. So I was like, oh, that's the end of the episode. Oh, no, no. Just when we think we're done with Scandaball, we see a car rolling up to Tom and Ariana's house, feet coming out of it, someone rolling a suitcase. We know who it is. It's Tom Sandoval. And that is where we end the show. Oh, that was exhausting. What do we think so far of season 11? I think it's going to be a little bit of a letdown because season 10 was so good. But I will watch this show. I'm a Sister Wives fan. I've we're on season 19, 18 just wrapped. I've watched every episode multiple times. If this, if it, I've been a Vanderpump Rules fan for as long as it's been airing. And you know what? If it also goes 18 seasons, I will watch it. I will watch that Southwest plane five, six more years going over James and Allie's apartment. I'll watch it all. Anyway, let me know what you all think. And thank you so much for listening. Um, I am also recapping Real Housewives of Orange County weekly. I'm trying to figure out, I'm just starting a new job, so I'm kind of trying to figure out the days of the week, but there will be two episodes dropping each week. One of Real Housewives of Orange County season one, which I'm watching on Peacock if you want to rewatch with me, and this new season of Vanderpump Rules. All right, there you go. I am on Instagram, X, Facebook, 
there's got to be something else. TikTok uh, over at Fluent in Bravo. Thank you so much for listening and chat with you next time. Bye.